and welcome to the So Novel Podcast. I'm your host Jess and in this fortnightly podcast I will be chatting all things books as well as interviews with authors, publishers and bookstagrammers. So whether you're looking for your next read or you want to know the story behind the story then this is the podcast for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the So Novel podcast. A long time, no chat, but I am back today to bring you a special summer series called My Top 3 of 2021. Last year, I ran a similar episode where I had some of my fave bookstagrammers come on and share with you their top three books of 2020. This year, I'm doing something similar, um, but a slightly different format. Uh, So over three episodes, you are going to hear from some of my favorite, I'm going to say people, and they are going to come on and share their top reads of 2021. So I thought I would start with yours truly and my top reads. So... I want to give a special shout out, first of all, to some that just missed the cut. So special mentions to Sunset by Jesse Cave, Honeybee by Craig Sylvie, and also Once There Were Wolves by Charlotte McConaughey. Um, All three of those books come with big content warnings, but they are three books that I just think about continuously. Um, so whilst I am hesitant to say that I would recommend them, um, I did really love them and maybe just do a little bit of research yourself before you pick up those books. So coming in at number three for me is The Deal by Elle Kennedy. I am very late to this series and I've only read book one of five Uh, But I loved it. It was a perfect steamy romance, uh, enemies to lovers, everything I love about a romance. So if you are a romance lover, definitely check that one out. Number two, Milk Fed by Melissa Broder. I feel like this one's been forgotten a little bit. Um, It was kind of hot property at the time that it came out. Um, But yeah, it's, it's kind of been, you know, forgotten, I guess. It, how to describe it? It is a literary fiction, so I guess not for everyone's taste again, but the themes that Broda works through just like tick, tick, tick. Um, You've got motherhood, um, there's, there's talk of eating disorders, societal expectations, um, just everything. I just loved everything about this book. Um, it was very, um, I guess a sentimental read in a way to me when I read it, I had not long finished breastfeeding my second child, my last child. Um, so to kind of have that reference to the book, even though the book doesn't talk essentially about breastfeeding but it's this notion of craving this mother figure that wasn't there and you can see as you get older that that's 
not what society expects of motherhood. I feel like I just like destroyed that synopsis, but just go and read it. Number one is The Coconut Children by Vivian Fair. So this one is very unexpected. (laughs) Uh, This one was actually released early last year, I believe, but I read it in a read-along. Yeah, I think it was earlier this year. And it was just amazing. This book also comes with quite a few uh, content warnings. Um, It discusses violence, um, abuse. It's set in a very low socioeconomic area. It has a high immigration population in this town. And the author was actually 18 when she wrote this book. And it's just... It was incredible. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's completely literary. Like, it doesn't just fit into that genre. But I think on on a surface level, it, it's like an easy read, I guess. But if you really start to pick it apart, she's done so well in tackling all the big themes that she discusses. So they are my top three. I feel like I've talked for a long time now. So I'm going to pass it over to some of my favorite bookstagrammers who are going to take the floor and discuss their top three reads of the year and tune in in a few days to hear part two of this series. Hey bookworms, my name is Simone. I'm a bookstagrammer and my Instagram handle is That's Novel. The lovely Jess has asked me to join the So Novel Podcast's yearly wrap-up series by sharing my top three books from 2021's reading pile. Thrillers and mysteries were definitely my genre of choice this year. They were the best books provided the quick escape when I felt stressed or anxious, which was frequent given what 2021 keeps throwing at us. I also started reading more science fiction, and for the first time, a fantasy read makes my top three this year. Now, fantasy is a genre I don't normally read at all, unless there's a book that's getting a lot of attention. A fellow bookstagrammer, Alison, um, her Instagram handle is Bookster and Bujo, gave a book called Ray Bearer by Jordan Afueco a lot of airtime on her Insta stories this year. And so, obviously, I had to give it a go, and boy, am I glad I did. I listened to Ray Bearer on audiobook because the library didn't have a physical copy and it is now my number one audiobook recommendation. The narration is perfection. Ray Bearer is an epic adventure about Tarasai who has longed to be part of a family. Instead, her mother, known only as the lady, rarely sees her and Tarasai spends her years being raised by servants who also train her in mental and physical challenges. These are so that one day Tarasai will join the Empire's Council made of 11 people who will provide protection to the prince who's serving the Empire at the time. It is a bond stronger than any other and the lady makes only one request of her daughter Tarasai and that is, once she makes the council, to kill the prince. I have the sequel Redemptor waiting on Audible for me because I pre-ordered it the minute I found out it was being released. I'm hoping to listen to Ray Bearer again soon and then go straight into Redemptor. As I said earlier, thrillers were a go-to this year and there were quite a few I've read and really enjoyed, but the one that gets the top three spot this year is Wild Place by Christian White. Wild Place reminded me of his first, The Nowhere Child. His second, The Wife and the Widow, had one of those crazy whiplash plot twists that just slap you in the face. 
Wild Place was more of a surprising, intense unraveling of events. In 18, uh, 1989, sorry, a teenage girl goes missing and Wild Place, the nickname given to the section of nature reserve in the middle of suburbia, changes from idyllic to sinister in a heartbeat. The characters stressed me out to the max, but in the good, can't stop reading, but it's already 1am type of way. The last in my top three and the book that takes out my top spot for best read this year is Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Everything I expected from Hail Mary I got, including the very unexpected kick right in the feels. Not since E.T. has extraterrestrial life managed to steal my heart. Ryland Grace wakes on a spaceship. His two crewmates are dead and he has zero memory. He can't even remember his name. As he tries to work out who he is and why he's on a spaceship, his memory starts to slowly return. With the story jumping between the present and the past in the form of flashbacks, Ryland begins to discover why he is where he is and what he's supposed to be doing. Turns out, in the ultimate Hail Mary thrown by Earth, Ryland Grace is Earth's and humanity's only chance of survival. And while it looks like Ryland has to do it alone, turns out he's going to get some help from a very unexpected ally. It's like Armageddon and E.T. and we'll have you screaming, yeah, go science, by the end. So there you have it. That's my top three. A couple of other five-star reads that just missed out are Songs in Ursa Major by Emma Brody and The Man Who Died Twice by Richard Osman, the second in the Thursday Murder Club series. The books that I am looking forward to next year, which are new releases, uh, the book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James. She was the author of The Sundown Motel, which was a really good read. The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. She also wrote The Hunting Party and The Guest List. The Guest List is awesome if you haven't read it yet. That's a high recommendation from me. And The Diamond Eye by Kate Quinn. Love the Alice Network. Haven't read any of her others yet, um, but the Diamond Eye definitely has a storyline that I'm really keen to read. I can't wait to hear what makes other people's top threes this year. Thanks for having me on, Jess. And here's to 2022 being a bit kinder to us all and filled with more great books. Happy reading, friends. Hi, everyone. It's Katie here from Katie Reads Things. Um, I had a really tough time choosing my top three reads from this year. Um, 2021 was a terrible year for a lot of reasons, but great fiction was not one of them. Um, and I read a lot of really excellent books this year. But here are three of my favorites from 2021. Um, so firstly, Piranesi by Susanna Clarke. This book was so wonderfully weird, so completely inventive and unique, but also so emotional and so moving. Um, I just couldn't help but fall in love with it. It's only a very short book, but it really packs a punch. Um, and I'm still thinking about it months after I finished reading it. Um, secondly, The Royal We by Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan. I discovered this book when I was in the midst of the newborn fog with my second baby, and it was just such an excellent escape from reality. Um, I'm fascinated by the royals, and this book was all juicy, gossipy, swoony escapism, um, and I loved it. Thirdly, Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bully. This book was eye-opening, it was thrilling, it was addictive, it was completely unputdownable. Um, but it was also really heartfelt and really emotional. It's another one that I'm still thinking about. I loved the narration of the audiobook and I can't wait to see it turn into a mini series. Um, so that's it. Happy New Year, book friends. Um, I hope it's a good one for you. And he's hoping 2022 is an even better year for great books. 
Hello, my name is Heidi from She Has a Reader Soul underscore on Bookstagram, and I'll be sharing my top three for 2021. Um, I read some wonderful books this year, but these were the standouts. Um, starting with Dead Simple by Peter James. This was a recommendation from a co-worker and once I read the blurb, I was immediately hooked. Um, what stood out for me was the perspective shifts between the main characters. Um, I love that every character had a secret, which played a part in the main plot. And of course, the plot twists. It felt like once you got a question answered, another one would pop up. So that definitely kept my attention. My second book is The Wife and the Widow by Christian White. Um, anyone in my world will know that this book is one of my favourites, so much so that I did do a reread of it this year, but with the audiobook version, and it did not disappoint. Um, I enjoyed the perspective shifts, which if you haven't picked up on yet, I'm a fan of, and definitely the small town, um, or in this case, island setting, where everything always seems that tiny bit more interesting when people are living basically in each other's pockets and know everything about each other. So definitely a favourite of mine. And the last book is The Light Between Oceans by M.L. Stedman. This was also a co-worker's recommendations and I stepped out of my comfort zone with this read um, as it was a historical fiction novel and um, I haven't normally read in this particular genre but I'm so glad I did because once I started it I could not put it down. Um, I enjoyed that it was based in Australia. Woohoo! Um, the switch between past and present tense um, and just that concept of doing something in the moment without realising what the repercussions of those actions will be um, further down the track. Um, so these were my top three of 2021. I hope you also had a wonderful reading year and I'll see you in the new year. Bye. Hi, book nerds. It's Dylan from Chapters of North. While I read heaps of great books in 2021, I did my best to nail it down to my top three reads. So number three is Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. I read this after the Shadow and Bone trilogy and it quickly became my favourite in the Grishaverse. A heist set in a fantasy world where every outcome seemed impossible. It definitely kept me wanting more and I can't wait to see Kaz and the gang back on my TV screen in 2022. At number two, we have Bathhouse by PJ Vernon. I still think about this queer thriller. It was fast-paced, creepy, sexy and consuming. I devoured this one in a couple of hours and I really can't say much more without giving anything away. So if thrillers are your thing, then you need to prioritise this one. It's a wild ride that you won't regret investing in. And at number one, we have The Gunkle by Stephen Rowley. This book needs no introduction, but it quickly became my favourite of the year and would also be my most heartwarming and hilarious reads. It was well written, all the characters were very well developed, and my love for the character of Gup, or gay Uncle Patrick, is like no other. In a year full of very crazy and isolating times, I needed this book more than I thought. Now, while I nailed it down to the top three, an honourable mention goes to... Anything But Fine by Tobias Madden, Finley Donovan Is Killing It by El Cosimano, and All My Friends Are Rich by Michael Saray. I hope everyone has a stellar 2022 filled with endless amazing reads, and I'll see you all next year. Bye. Hi, everyone. It's Lauren from At Whiskers and Words. 
I've managed to choose my top three books of 2021 and I'm so excited to share them with you now. Um, So my third pick of this year is The Butterfly Garden by Dot Hutchison. This one is a very dark and twisty thriller um, and it has a very unique take on the typical kidnapping trope. I won't go into the premise too much um, as to not give anything away, but I really enjoyed how emotional this book made me and the emotions that it brought out. Um, The writing was absolutely brilliant and I think the events throughout the book will stay with me for a really long time. Number two is The Hunted by Gabrielle Bergmoser. Um, This one's set in rural Australia where a petrol station owner is kind of thrust into a kill or be killed situation. And (laughs) this book is intense. I couldn't put it down. There's just adrenaline running through you the whole time that you're reading um, and it's so action-packed that I think it's the kind of book if you're looking for a break from your usual genres um, or if you're just looking for something different, I think this one is a really good pick. Um, and I did, <laughs> I cheated a little bit um, here because I actually have two top books of 2021 and I can't possibly choose between them. So the first one doesn't need any sort of introduction. It is a very, very um, loved book on Bookstagram and that is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Um, if you haven't heard of this book or if you haven't read it, I would definitely recommend reading it. It was the first book I read this year and it was absolutely brilliant. I loved it and it's definitely in my top reads ever now, um, I think. And the second <laughs> top read that I've chosen for 2021 is Jar of Hearts by Jennifer Hillier. This is Again, definitely, it's easily one of the best books I've ever read. Um, it is a serial killer thriller, but it is so much more than that. The storyline is so in-depth and the characters are so well thought out in this book um, and it really does kind of envelope you into that um, disturbingly intense world that you want out of a thriller um, and it's exactly how you want to feel about a book. You just can't put it down. It's got so many twists and turns in there Um, and, yeah, it's definitely, definitely up there for me. Hello, it's Caitlin from Just a Bookish Babe and Better Words podcast here and these are my top three books of 2021. Firstly, Freckles by Cecilia Ahern. I love Cecilia's books and Freckles is such a beautiful story about learning to love your own skin Basically, Allegra has recently moved away from home, away from her father and her old friends. And when hearing the phrase, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, she realizes she doesn't have five people. So she goes on a mission to find some people, to seek out women who she admires and she looks up to, to try and shape her um, to become a better person. And on this mission that she's on, all the characters in this book are just so realistic and it's such a shame that if we went to visit this small village that they wouldn't really be there. Um, but also Allegra's voice is so original and vivid. She really is sitting right next to you telling this story from the very first page. Such a lovely, lovely read. Um, and for my second two, I have to shout out some Australian young adult fiction. 
I love it and I read a lot of it in 2021. So my second book of the year is Henry Hamlet's Heart by Rhiannon Wilde. It's a completely stunning and captivating novel. I was so sucked in. After like 20 pages, I was like, I couldn't stop thinking about these boys and I couldn't put the book down. Um, Henry Hamlet's Heart is set in 2008 and during Henry's last year of high school. And after a dare at a party where Henry's friend Len is dared to kiss him, they start a bit of a secret relationship. And this novel is all about friendship, first love, growing up. It's about family and it's so, so good and it's super cute. And another super cute novel is my third book of the year, Social Cue by Kay Kerr. And oh my God, I loved this book so much. Um, So Zoe is in her first year of uni and has an internship at a digital news site. She pitches a story about how no one was romantically interested in her during high school. She was never anyone's crush and how she's been finding dipping her toe in online dating. But then when the story goes like a little bit viral locally, um, she hears from some old friends who tell her that they did like her. And so for a bit of an experiment and a series of stories, she goes on dates with all of them. And because Zoe is autistic, this book is really all about the understanding of the signs in the dating world, the green flags, the red flags, how to know if someone likes you how to know if you like them. It's such a beautiful, beautiful book. And I just loved reading all about Zoe's dating adventures and her thoughts and feelings about this whole experience. And don't worry, there is a happy ending. Hey, Bookster fam, it's Katie from uh, at underscore what Katie read next underscore, just not to be confused with the other legendary what Katie read next account. Um, Thank you, Jess, so much for asking me to be a part of your podcast and letting you all know my three top books of the year. And Jess, when you asked me to do this, I immediately knew which ones I was going to talk about. The first one being my top pick of the year, which was uh, The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth. Uh, The dynamic between Fern and Rose was just incredible. Um, There was innocence, there was manipulation, definitely a very um, emotive book, brought out a lot of emotions when I read that book. Um, the next one is my favourite historical author, um, Australian author is Natasha Lester, The Riviera House, and this is hands down her best work yet. The research that Natasha puts into her books is incredible and you just, if she makes you feel like you are actually there in the art gallery with Rose Valland and really like turning a like turning against the nazis it was just an incredible read you really really need to read it it was unputdownable um one of the best books i've read i think ever so and my last one was by chloe lisi lisi i'm really sorry if i'm saying that wrong she is an well she was an indie author but i think she's got a publisher now i could be wrong about that well this is her third book in the uh Bergman Brothers no apologies the fourth book in her Bergman Brothers series um with Axel and Rooney and it's with you forever 
And this, Chloe is a own voices author, a neurodiverse author. Um, her books, especially these Bergman books, have really got a lot of passion and um, oh, what's confidence in the writing. And it's just, they're just incredible, incredible reads. And Axel and Rooney, I think, are my two favourite characters out of her series so far. Um, Rooney's got an immuno, autoimmune disease and Axel has autism, uh, which is something that Chloe um, has herself. And she writes, when she writes about autistic, with her autistic characters, you can really tell that it's really personal and she's definitely um, put her personal experience into the story and these three books five star reads for me uh definitely my top three favorite books and thank you again Jess for letting me waffle on and I'm really sorry that it's you know my recorded voice and it's not so pleasant (laughs) but um I really appreciate this community and um my reading genres have widened exponentially like I can't even believe it um but yeah thank you to everyone and definitely go check out The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth, The Riviera House by Natasha Lester and the other one by Chloe Lacey, With You Forever, the fourth in the Bergman's Brothers series. Um, And yeah, we will enjoy the rest of the year, what's left of it. Thanks, Jess. Bye. Hi, everyone. This is Hayley from Hayley's Little Library and I'm going to be talking about three of my favourite books from 2021. So one of my favourite books that I read this year was The Simple Wild series by K.A. Tucker. Um, I really love this book because I don't usually read a lot of romance books, but I was just so immersed and involved in the characters' lives. And it's set in Alaska, so when I was reading these books, I feel like I was just transported to the place and it was just total escapism during the pandemic and lockdown to really just like jump into this uh, new world of characters and really get super invested. So they are an amazing series that I really recommend. Um, I also loved Snowflake by Louise Nealon. It was such a unique and refreshing book to read and it did remind me a little bit of Sally Rooney. Um, I found myself relating to the main character Debbie at times while she was navigating new friendships and starting university and she also lived in a rural area in Ireland. Um, This book had a little bit of magical realism, so that was really cool, and it definitely took it to the next level of um, adding that super special, unique sort of feature that made me still think about it today. Um, And another favourite of mine was Insatiable by Daisy Buchanan. Um, This book is definitely going to be one of my favourites of all time. It is a very steamy read and it does remind me a little bit of Sally Rooney as well Um, so that's a bit of a common theme here. Um, I really love the character development of the main character Violet and I really love how the book discussed how relationships can be pushed and how boundaries can change over time so it does discuss a lot of things like sexual relationships and things like that. Um, So they are my three favourite top reads of this year. I hope everyone has a very safe And Merry Christmas and New Year and happy reading. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. You can subscribe and leave me a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or find me on Instagram at SoNovelPodcast. Thanks for listening and until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.